You've heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, increasingly in our business, we're finding out that it takes a team to sell an airplane. So what should that team look like? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Pete Combs with your trusted source for business aviation news. Janine Yanarelli is the founder of Par Avion Limited. That's an aircraft brokerage based in Houston. She's built her unique business on two major concepts, an unparalleled knowledge of aircraft sales and the recognition that the days of the lone broker are long gone. Janine, thanks for joining me here on NBAA's Flight Plan. Let me ask, how does a buyer or seller go about creating this team? What sort of issues should we look at in the beginning of this process? The aircraft broker comes into the equation first and foremost. And at that point, after you've gotten past the get-to-know-you stage and you agree to enter into a business relationship, it's at that point that you explain to the client, these deals are so fragmented, there's so many moving parts, and the complexity I come back to once again the tax implications based upon not only your own personal set of assets or position, but how is it impacted depending on how you plan to operate the aircraft. Is this going to be a standalone flight department? Are you going to place it with the management company? Are you going to somehow pool the aircraft in a member-type relationship? and then the organizational structure of the holding company. That's where really legal and tax become extremely important. And you have the aircraft broker who somewhere throughout the course of the transaction really becomes the project manager, the person that coordinates and I wouldn't say motivates, but sometimes that's a necessary skill that needs to be employed. You bring on board, I think, first and foremost, legal and tax advisors because they help the prospective buyer or seller understand the implications of making this acquisition or entering into a sale, let's say, in a particular environment. Hand-in-hand with the aircraft salesperson, you bring in technical advice, and that may start as early as an initial preview of an airplane or brought in at some point in time to assist with the due diligence process, otherwise known as the pre-buy inspection. So there are several components, and I think that there one more element would be bringing in financial advice, particularly if the intent is to finance the aircraft and the many options that are available today. You really need experts in all these areas in order to provide input that maximizes the transaction for that particular individual or corporation. Janine, you point out that the team needed to help buy or sell an aircraft varies depending on the specifics of the transaction. But I wonder if you might also talk for a moment about what you should look for in the team members themselves. What sort of values and competencies should you strive for when you put this team together? Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you're speaking with professionals in every sense of the word. And what they bring to the table is not only the educational background, but in most cases, particularly in some of the transactions, well, I should say when a transaction of a certain dollar amount or um, certain needs, if you will, the more complex the transaction, that's how you're going to seek out the advisor that's best suited to this particular transaction. Whereas 
there are legal advisors that specialize in the aviation industry. There may not necessarily be one who has had great expertise in a cross-border transaction or as broad experience as may be needed in a particular cross-border transaction. So you're going to look for someone with that specific skill set. As far as uh, technical advice, I think that anyone who has had a number of years turning a wrench on a variety of airplanes is a good place to start with regards to evaluating is this a go, no-go situation with a particular airplane. But if we are looking at an aircraft that is about to undergo a major work scope or major modification, I think it behooves all to select someone who has expertise in that particular make and model of aircraft. It's the same with selecting a maintenance facility. You're going to go to a maintenance facility that has expertise in the make and model of airplane that you're considering, and ideally you want to go to a facility that doesn't do one or two of that type aircraft a year, but rather a dozen, because they are going to be on the cutting edge of discovering potential problems, the resolution that may have been devised for that particular problem, and educate the rest of us as to what's developing there on the maintenance side of the business. Let's talk process, if we could, for just a second. When you're deciding not just what you want to accomplish, but the team you want to have on your side to accomplish that, if I'm looking to buy an aircraft, uh, maybe, as you said, maybe it's a, a cross-border experience, tell me about some of the process that we, we would go through in that, in that uh, endeavor. I think what I'm hearing you ask me is how do you select a professional regardless of uh, the specific skill set. And I think it's the same as hiring an employee. You have to start somewhere. Referrals are great. We all get referrals. But I think even with a referral, it, you're obligated, you should be obligated to dig just a bit deeper. And so while you have the referral to a particular individual, I would recommend that they present written credentials, whether that's in the form of a resume or some sort of summary of their skill set, level of expertise, number of years in the business, because there's nothing to take the place of years and time invested in honing your skill. Beyond the customary, let's say, interview process, which certainly there should be an over-the-phone Q&A session, but you might want to consider inviting the short list of candidates, if there's more than one, to come meet with you, because I think it's equally as important that there is a chemistry between the client and the person providing the level of service. You know, you have to get along, very simply put, and have a mutual respect for the work because you're going to work very closely and particularly when it's working with individuals uh, of which I do a lot of it's a very intimate sort of relationship because they trust you implicitly to serve them well uh, further references should be checked I'm a big advocate of that I'm an advocate of someone who knows a particular product but again I'll say if you've been referred to someone who is highly regarded and they have limited expertise, let's say, in a particular make and model. If you're an experienced aircraft broker, it's really not that terribly difficult to go acquire the market data that you need to know and have a feel, develop a feel for the market, as well as the nuances of the particular make and model of airplane. The most important element is that of trust. 
That's Janine Yannarelli, and you can check out her company, Par Avion Limited, at paravionltd.com. NBAA has done a lot of research on aircraft transactions and has, in fact, come up with an aircraft transaction guide. You'll find that at the nbaa.org website if you'll search on the term aircraft transaction guide. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan podcasts at Apple's iTunes website or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Pete Combs. Thanks for listening to Flight Plan.